on Broadway for Monday, December 3rd, 2018. I'm Broadway World's <laughs> Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, at the end of this episode, we are going to have a special interview. Actually, you're going to have a special interview with uh, Carly Sakalov from The Book of Merman. Merman, not Mormon, currently playing off-Broadway. So we're going to have that at the end of the episode. So if you specifically tuned in to hear that, you're going to have to wait for us babbling or just fast forward. Um, But until we get to there, I did want to mention we had a couple episodes come out in the feed over the weekend. First up, Natalie's uh, latest episode of On My Way to a BFA came out in which she interviewed Broadway star, TV star, Tony-winning producer Jenna Ushkowitz. Um, Obviously, most people know her from Glee, but she was also in one of the King and I revivals on Broadway, the one with um, uh, 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 um, Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, And then she was in Waitress as well. And then she won a Tony as one of the producers for Once on This Island. And then on Sunday, James, you guys had a new episode of This Week on Broadway in which you discussed a number of different things. The Illusionists, um, Wild Goose Dreams at the Public, and uh, if I recall correctly, Peter Felicia had a really nice thing to say about Hello Girls or Hello Girls, or I'm not sure the punctuation or the emphasis there, um, over at 59th Street 59th. Yeah, uh, Prospect Theatre Company's production of The Hello Girls, uh, ah, with uh, music and lyrics by Peter Mills and uh, directed by Peter's wife, Cara Rochelle, uh, got just over-the-top reviews from Peter. Go see The Hello Girls. Also, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Wild Goose Creams of Public, as you talked about, and uh, Primary Stage's production of Downstairs by Teresa Rebeck, which Michael and Peter both really liked a lot. Uh, and uh, recommended. And uh, so there's a lot of stuff in uh, this week on Broadway that was a lot of fun to talk about as well. Awesome. All right. So uh, not a lot to talk about today, but uh, a lot of people doing, you know, Nutcrackers and Handel's Messiahs coming up <laughs> and things like that. But uh, first up in the news, uh, a holiday tradition of Annie uh, Seattle out in Seattle. The performance was canceled due to a security threat. Yeah, James, this is just coming out um, in minutes uh, before we started recording because it's out at uh, Seattle Fifth Avenue Theater, one of the biggest regional theaters in the Pacific Northwest. They apparently had their 1.30 p.m. performance. That's obviously Pacific time, so about 4.30 Eastern time. They had to cancel that. They didn't really say exactly why. They just sent out a tweet saying that it had been canceled, and they apologized for the convenience and encouraged patrons to contact them in the morning for refunds or exchanges. It was Howard Sherman, the arts administrator and writer Howard Sherman. He actually tweeted out the the fact that it was due to an unexplained security threat. Uh, Nothing has been confirmed in terms of details for that by the theater or any law enforcement organizations as of yet. So we will uh, keep an eye on that. Howard did say, though, that the Fifth Avenue Theater was planning on getting the the evening performance up and ready to go in time, assuming that nothing else um, had to be you know, watched out for or investigated from there. So we don't have a ton of information, but I wanted to make sure we at least got that in this episode because uh, obviously anytime you're talking about things like that at a theater, James, especially at a theater of the size and scope of Fifth Avenue, that is, you know, not, you know, it's fairly sizable. There's going to be a ton of people at a show like that. We want to make sure that we're uh, communicating that and letting everybody know what's going on. Yeah. um, You can't take a chance with uh, things like this. 
And so uh, good to see that they erred on the side of caution, and hopefully it'll all get sorted out, and we'll be uh, we'll be doing a follow up uh, tomorrow. Uh, what do we have in this week's theatrical schedule? Okay, still not a ton of new stuff happening because a lot of things are up and running already for the holiday season. But we do have a couple of things, beginning performances, a couple of things, ending performances, and a pair of Broadway openings. The first one actually happens tonight as The Share Show finally makes its Broadway bow officially tonight over at the Neil Simon Theater following an out-of-town tryout in Chicago. The show stars Stephanie J. Block, Teal Wicks, and Michaela Diamond all as share, much in the vein of Summer Colin's Donna Summer Musical. They are splitting the part of share in different aspects of her life. The show also stars Jared Spector, Emily Skinner, D. Rossioli, and more. James, I'll be really interested to see what the reviews for this one are like. They were quite divisive when the show was in Chicago, with some people thinking that it was a ton of fun, looks great, the Bob Mackie costumes are wonderful, while some people thought it was... Uh, trite and and a miss in terms of trying to reinvent the bio musical. So I'll be very interested when that one when the reviews for that come out tonight. We'll obviously talk about them on tomorrow's episode. Now, later in the week, we have another show that I think is also going to have very divided, uh, not only word of mouth but reviews, but for a much different reason. And that is the Broadway premiere of a, an adaptation of the classic film Network, which is playing at the Blasco Theater and directed by Tony-winning uh, provocateur Evo Van Hova. The show stars Brian Cranston in a role for which he won an Olivier over in London. It also co-stars Tony Goldwyn, Tatiana Maslany, Joshua Boone, Tony winner Frank Wood, Nick Winant, and more. James, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Um, they're doing some things a little differently in this show than you would normally expect on a Broadway production, but that's not surprising from Evo Van Hova. In addition to just having a an adaptation of a classic movie on stage. You also are seeing some of the action only via screens because it's happening in the wings. You are also having people on stage, which isn't completely untraditional for Broadway, but they are often eating on stage. Um, and apparently the foods and the courses that they're eating are choreographed to have the sounds time up with what's happening on stage, which is an interesting thing. And also a lot of the people that are on stage uh, as audience members have had a lot of complaints about the fact that they can't see much of going on because there are so many people with cameras documenting the action for those screens that I mentioned before. So this one's going to be really interesting. I, I'm wondering if any critics will be given the onstage seating, because I think that'll be a really important thing that people uh, will will want to hear about now for before we go on with the schedule share and network when and are you scheduled to see those uh, share Wednesday evening and network Friday evening uh, okay and so I'm looking forward to it uh, I mean I have a bunch of friends that are working on the share show and uh, you you know sometimes uh, I have to take into account that sometimes when you're involved in a show you kind of lose perspective there, but they are over the moon about it. And I suppose that if you're a big share fan, that oh, yeah. uh, 
that this is going to be a big hit for you no matter what the uh, reviewers say. And uh, and I'm seeing tons of celebrity celebrity reports of so-and-so's mm-hmm. at the share show and Brooke Shields this and so-and-so that and, you know, everything like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see, uh, seeing the share show on Wednesday evening and on Friday evening at Network, um, you know, the 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 big secret that nobody's been saying is that this uh, Eva Van Hova has set this in a mayonnaise factory. So uh, I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> probably Eva, you never know. But yeah. uh, speaking of another Broadway show that people have lots and lots of thoughts about on Friday, while you were at network, the first preview of Ruben and Clay's first annual Christmas Carol family fun pageant, spectacular reunion show will be happening at the Imperial theater. Um, oh, wait, wait. I mean, I think I confused it. This is the show that's set in a Manny's factory. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, this one has a, um, the feel of home for the holidays part. Deux. Uh, I, I don't know, but Ruben and Clay, I have nothing against them. I think they're both talented gentlemen and I hope that this is a ton of fun and I hope that the word of mouth is good. Uh, after it, it begins performances because going into it, it is not great. Um, I failed to mention and I meant to network is currently only scheduled to run through March 17th. I don't know if that's a hard date or if they could potentially extend following positive reviews later this week. Um, Obviously, Ruben and Clay is a Christmas-themed show. They are scheduled to close on December 30th, if not before. Uh, A couple other things I wanted to mention. Another holiday-themed show, but not in necessarily the traditional sense. Opening this week on Sunday, December 9th, will be the York Theatre Company's off-Broadway production of Christmas in Hell. Previews actually begin tomorrow, so just a short preview period, and that is also scheduled to run through December 30th. And Also on Sunday, we have three off-Broadway shows of note closing. Tom Payne based on nothing, Eve's song and schoolgirls or the African mean girls play. So if you haven't seen those and you've been meaning to try to make sure you get tickets ASAP. Yeah. Uh, Ruben and clay. Do you think uh, we'll be spotting Hillary there? Uh, only if you win her contest and that's the show you want to go to. I see. You know, I was thinking, you know, Clay was. Uh, yeah, he ran for Congress. Ran for Congress and nearly, you know, did very well considering the state that he was in that uh, was mm-hmm. running in, mm-hmm. uh, and may have some connection to the Clinton gang. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine that Bill and Hillary show up at a at a Broadway show with like twenty other people in the audience? <laughs> so uh, what do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, I've got a few things here. Um, first up, I didn't mention it uh, with the share show, but they did release some highlights from their uh, from like the B roll for the show. Looks really fun, and I got to tell you, uh, Stephanie J. Block looks incredible rocking some of those traditional share costumes. Um, I saw somebody, and I don't remember who it was online, say that um, it's really interesting that when you see her as share, she looks. Like herself, she looks like Stephanie J. Block, but she also really looks like Cher. So it's uh, it's interesting, and I love how you see the progression of Jared Spector as Sonny Bono throughout the the arc of his life with Cher. Um, so that's really cool. So check out those. We also have the complete video for the ceremony of Lin Manuel Miranda receiving his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Friday. Interestingly, James, I didn't I didn't know this until the day of. 
um, his star is actually right out front of the Pantages Theater, which oh. seems uh, very appropriate mm-hmm. since the show played uh, that theater for four months and is going to come back, um, rumored to be coming back in the 2019-2020 uh, season. Uh, also, I've noted, I do want to mention that yesterday was when the Kennedy Center honors happened and when they were filmed, they'll air on CBS later this month um, and Hamilton creators – Lenore Miranda, Tommy Kale, Alex Lacamoire, Andy Blank, and Bueller were all honored. Uh, but then, James, my, the final thing that I wanted to mention, and I love this so much, if you follow Jessica Vosk on social media, you will know that the current Broadway alphabet has a number of pictures of a certain movie star around her station in her dressing room. And she has for multiple shows, not just on Broadway, but on tour as well. And that person is not necessarily the traditional Hollywood hunk um, that you would think that a lot of people love. Now, he's a beloved actor and, and a sex symbol in and of himself, but you 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 don't think of Liam Neeson as the guy that Jessica Vosk is going to have a ton of pictures with or pictures of uh, at her station. Well, uh, a, a well-connected friend visited uh, Wicked over the weekend. That was one Mariska Hargitay, and she just happens to be friends with Liam Neeson. So in f- finding out that Jessica Vosk was a dedicated fan, she called him and uh, they filmed the conversation that Jessica and Liam had. Uh, it's up on Jessica's Instagram. We'll have a link to it. It's very funny. And apparently it ended up with him confirming that he will definitely come and see her in Wicked. In fact, he said it's a date to which Jessica freaked out. So uh, congratulations to Jessica on moving one step closer to marrying uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. uh, Don't forget that we have an interview with Carly Sokolov at the bottom of this episode. But in the meantime, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for starting off your week with us. And Matt and I will come back and talk with you tomorrow. So we're talking to Carly Sakalov from uh, the Book of Merman, which is playing down at St. Luke's right now. Carly, thank you for joining us on Broadway Radio. Yes, I'm very happy to be with you. So tell us, you are doing the Book of Merman, and uh, your your audition story, I was watching another interview with you and uh, talking about this, and you were auditioning in um, a rehearsal studio that was having Book of Mormon and Book of Merman auditions at the same time. Which, did that, and that threw you a little bit, huh? Yes. Well, I didn't see, I, I didn't see the, that both signs were up there and I just, you know, saw what I wanted to see and <laughs> went, <laughs> I went to the room that I saw on the paper and I walked in and I was, um, a very unique looking individual in that room of people. Um, I was neither male nor an African-American female. So um, I was just like, Oh, oh, this is, um, this is different, different than I expected the call to look, but here I am. And then, and then I saw the sign on the door book of Mormon. So it was <laughs> they're like, you're looking for the place down the hall. <laughs> you have a viral YouTube video called uh, Broadway Divas Send in the Clowns, uh, where you do you perform Send in the Clowns as multiple divas from the uh, Broadway history. Uh, is this something that has been uh, a talent of yours for a long time? Yeah, well, 
When I was 14 years old is kind of when I discovered it. I, I got the role of Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz um, in a community theater production. And somehow opening night, I like opened my mouth and started singing like Judy Garland. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was in me the whole time. But um, my mom said that people in the audience were thinking that I was lip syncing to uh, to the movie. And um, and that's kind of where I discovered that I had a knack for mimicry. Um, <laughs> and I started, you know, doing all sorts of impressions. And I auditioned for like kids variety shows, <laughs> things like that. Um, but you know, I was doing like Jim Carrey impressions when I was younger, just being acting a fool really. (laughs) (laughs) And and then, and then in in college it started to, to warp more into something that could be beneficial to me. (laughs) And when I graduated school was when I, I was, um, just playing with different songs and stuff. And, and I thought like the, actually before sending the clowns, I did a, some people video. I was like, Oh, so many different great dames have, have done, you know, mama Rose and wouldn't be nice to hear a bunch of them. Plus some others do some people. So I did some people dot, dot, dot have multiple personality disorder. (laughs) And that was the first video in that series, but some people, I'm sorry, but uh, Sending the Clowns was the one that really um, blew up a bit online and and got me kind of into doing it for real. Where are you from? I'm from a small town outside of Boston uh, called Hingham, Massachusetts. Mm. Um, so, I'd, so I used to go into the city with my parents a lot and see Boston theater. And I ended up going to the Boston Conservatory, actually, for college. Um, what was your Boston Conservatory uh, audition like? Ooh, it was a it was a unified audition. So I went to Chicago uh-huh. and I auditioned for multiple schools. And um, and what's funny is I sang I sang a legit song. I think I sang um, uh, "If I Loved You," oh, which okay, yeah, and, and which is totally against my type because I'm. I'm like a brassy broad, um, but hey, I guess it worked out. And um, and I remember getting the letter and you know crying and thinking like, yeah. So let me draw the line between fourteen-year-old uh, you as Judy Garland and then an eighteen-year-old. Uh, heading out to Chicago to uh, audition in Unifieds, you you knew that you knew between 14 and 18 that this is your trajectory. This is where you were going. Absolutely. I, I did. Um, well, I did community theater all throughout um, school and high school. And then and then I started doing um, camps like I went up to Lock Sheldrake, New York, uh-huh. uh, to Stage Door Manor. And, uh, and did a uh, Walnut Hill in Boston, outside of Boston. So I did some summer theater intensives and, um, and then I went down to Florida to do a Broadway theater project that was in Ryan King's baby at the time. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of great master classes, things like that. And, and just the whole, I just, the whole time, it's all I wanted to do. My, my mom said that I, I used to say, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a fallback, but if I have to do a side job, I want to be a nail technician. <laughs> okay uh are you uh any uh any siblings or family uh, that are in the arts uh no my sister is actually a big fitness guru 
Um, and that's it for that's it for us. But um, after some time, um, maybe about five years ago, my father started taking improv classes oh. um, and stand up. My mom started taking improv and acting classes and then uh they live down in south florida now they each got agents and now they're blossoming into commercial actors um in infomercials and they're in netflix movies and um they're on broad city they're they're doing their thing there in their early retirement so so it's a very show busy family at this point but my sister got that um that other gene of of fitness and sports and <laughs> all that good. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. The the uh, I, I've never seen the whole the child has has <laughs> made the parents go into the arts. That's I know. It, if you believe it, it's a success story, right? Right down in South Florida. <laughs> well, that's really great to hear. So tell us about uh, the development process of the Book of Merman. Um, you know, uh, did you have a Merman impression before you or went in uh, to audition, or was this something that developed after the fact? You know, I did have a Merman impression, um, but you know, it was a little, um, it was just a here and there, like throw it in and, and you know, and have fun. I never, I didn't study her and I hadn't, um, I hadn't really mastered her at the time of the audition. And, you know, to be honest, they asked in the audition, they asked that you don't, don't do an impression that you go in and try and give her, you know, chutzpah. I don't know if they said chutzpah, um, (laughs) but, you know, give the brass and the, and, you know, embody her, but not, but not do a direct impression. That's, that's not what they were looking for. And, um, and so I actually did go in and give them an impression. (laughs) I went in with the whole, you know, "Ah!" you know, (laughs) giving the big grassy, um, vibrato and all that stuff. And, and after I did my first song, totally Ethel, they're like, Carly, can you, can you just sing, sing a song as you and, you know, show us what you do. And, I think I sang um, uh, Time Heals Everything, just kind of an American standard. And um, and I and I guess they liked that the truth and that I was rooted in because they want they wanted this character to be to be rooted in truth. And um, uh, because it really is a sincere story that we tell. Um, And. And then, and then after I was able, after we started the rehearsal process and I was able to, um, to like start her in the truth, then I can add on the layers of Ethel, um, add in the voice stuff and the stance and the hand gestures and the queen's accent, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but they, they were definitely, they're definitely not looking for a direct, um, spot on impression and. And I think people. I mean, it's eighty minutes long. You, you to to just have an impression the whole time. It's not. And I think it's more effective to to just embody her. You know. Sure. Uh, uh, people have seen you off Broadway in the Marvelous Wonderettes, in Musical the Musical, Girls Night the Musical, uh, and a national tour and uh, Royal Car- uh, Caribbean companies of Mamma Mia. So, you have been uh, after Boston Conservatory. Uh, come out here and have booked a handful of gigs here. Uh, 
I also spied on your uh, YouTube channel that you had a uh, Saturday Night Live audition reel. Is there any thought there of, uh, of, of trying to head out for pilot season on the West Coast or... Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's something that I feel like a lot of theater based people kind of like are a little bit scared of until they're, they feel totally ready, but then, then you're never totally ready. Um, So I threw myself into that audition video. I, that was this year and I think it was submitted. You never know. They could call you in a year or two years. Maybe they didn't look at it. Maybe they did. Who knows? But I'm very interested in in branching out as well. Um, I've just felt, you know, I'm just being honest. I've, I've felt very in the middle for a lot of uh, of the last several years because I've I'm like a a brassy, you know, 32 year old. It's it's a bit of a a strange place to be. You know, you're not that the quite the older character actress yet you're definitely not the ingenue anymore and um and so so I, but but in the last year and couple years I've I've felt more comfortable like well maybe there's a role that could be created for me or something I I would be right for so I think I would like to to do, to branch out film TV for sure uh if you had to name some folks that inspired you who would that be um I- I'm a big Joanna Gleason fan. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. She's a class act all the way. Um, her and Bernadette Peters. You know, the the the, um, the original VHS tape of Into the Woods was pretty much a weekly thing for me oh. <laughs> growing up. <laughs> um, so the two of them and, you know, Celine Dion, Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, a lot of the um, the divas that I impersonate have been big influences for me, um, all over the map, really. <laughs> well, Carly, I want to thank you for spending some time with us on Broadway Radio. Uh, listeners can catch up with Carly at on Instagram at, uh, at Carly Sakalov. We'll have links to that in the show notes, as well as uh, on Facebook and a fan page. Uh, Carly is starring in The Book of Merman down at the St. Luke's Theater on 46th Street. And we'll have links to that in the show notes as well. Thanks so much, Carly. We'll speak to you soon. Oh, it's a pleasure.